All right, we are live-ish. Live -ish. We're on. Uh, we're on camera. We're on camera. Okay. We're rolling. Mm. All right. So uh, tonight, it's good to see each and every one of you. Welcome to the Liberty Roundtable. Um, Pastor Kyle and Brother Doug here. Good Our sole purpose and mission of this, of course, is to study into God's Word and to do our best to answer questions that are brought uh, before us from our members only page. Emphasis on doing our best. Yes, well, and also we are uh, doing so from scriptures. the scriptures. So, um, but before we get into that, we did have a couple of prayer requests come in via messenger. Um, and I'll share that with you. And then uh, later tonight, after this video posts, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say check back tomorrow and there should be a post up for uh, prayer requests and such for the Liberty Roundtable. All right. And so uh, real quick, I'm just going to check and see if we've got any uh, prayer requests from our page from last time. Let's see. Wait for them to pop up. I do have a couple. I know I have one from uh, Sister Laura and also one from... Uh, Sister Debbie. So Miss Debbie has asked us to pray for a very dear neighbor of hers off a of Gap Road uh, by the name of Maxine. She's asked to pray for her brothers Jeff Brown, who is in ICU, oh. non-virus related, <clears throat> but uh, also uh, just continue to remember him in your prayers as he's in the ICU, and then Sister. Laura asked if we would uh, put her boss, Mark Smith, on our prayer list and his wife. His wife's name is Spring, just like the, the uh, season. And it says that because Spring recently lost her daughter, which would be Mr. Mark's stepdaughter, to drug overdose. Wow. And uh, they were just finding out that they were sending Child Protective Services over to get the daughter's four-year-old. And so all this is just kind of piling up on them. They really need our prayers. So uh, we'll definitely remember them in prayer as well as, as we go before the Lord. And so we're going to go ahead and we're going to pray. And we're going to uh, ask the Lord to be with these. You got oh, one, we had one there. We got one yesterday from uh, Ed Solberg. Okay. Up in Pennsylvania. That was for him, uh, for his job situation. Yes. And there was uh, another one. I forget the last name. The Lord knows who it was. One of them was Brandy. Um, also, yes, it was, yes. it was his uh, brother's ex-wife, I think it was, and and their daughter. Okay, so we'll keep them in prayer as well. <clears throat> Let's remember them. All right, we're going to go to Lord and word of prayer over these. Father, we thank you so much for the night that you've given us. Thank you for being able to be here in your house, Lord, and to dig into your word and present answers straight from the word. And Lord, uh, we just ask you to be at these requests and mention, Lord. Uh, Lord, we ask that you be with Mr. Jeff, who is uh, in the hospital, Lord, that you would just give him a speedy recovery. Uh, Lord, one that we had mentioned uh, before, but remember Brother Steve uh, Highland, Lord. We know that he uh, he was in the hospital and looking to come home tomorrow. And Lord, we thank you for watching over him. Father, we also ask that you would continue to be with uh, the, the family of Mr. Smith and his wife, Spring, Lord, with the loss of their uh, daughter. And, and Lord, with uh, the future of this young one that, you know, is going to be under child protective services, Father, we just pray your peace 
had your comfort upon them, and Lord, that they would turn and look to you in this troubled time. Father, we just continue to thank you for everything that you bless us with. And Lord, now as we dive into these questions for tonight, Lord, again, we just pray for our wisdom. Lord, speak through us uh, that, Lord, the answers would come about. And Father, there would be a blessing. But Lord, that they would also be a shining light to point the lost in the direction of the cross of Calvary. And Lord, that is our, our wish, is that the lost will be saved. And that, Lord, your children would draw closer to you each and every day. Father, all these things we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Tonight, <clears throat> we're going to start with a, a song. Old, you hear Johnny Cash? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man in Black. Well, I'm wearing light blue tonight, so. Well, that'll work. But this was one that uh, he and June made very popular. Well, the question is, can you get that tenor voice of yours down to that bass? <clears throat> That's what this is for right here. <laughs> That, right. that that puts it in a chord that I can sing, <laughs> but we'll see. All right, we're going to start this up right here. All right, this song is called The Far Side Banks of Jordan. Amen. I believe my steps are growing wearier each day. Till I've got another journey on my mind Lures of this old world have ceased To make me want to stay One regret is leaving you behind But if it proves to be his will Then I'm the first to cross Somehow I've a feeling it will be Comes your time to travel, likewise don't feel lost. I will be the first one that you'll see, and I'll be waiting on the far side banks of Jordan. I'll be drawing, drawing pictures in the sand, and when I see it coming, I will rise up with shouts. labored hard to earn our meager fare. It's brought us trembling hands and failing eyes. So I'll just rest here on this shore and turn my eyes away. Till you come, we'll see paradise. Thank you. 
right. And you know, that song kind of goes along with our questions tonight. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do. We have a series of, uh, of questions this evening. And we're going we're gonna to go ahead and get started on those. Brother all of us have the uh, hope of seeing our loved ones in heaven. Amen. And, uh, you know, one day we die, we all are expecting to go to heaven and, um, and see our loved ones going before us. This has been the hope of men for all generations, I guess. And, you know, for, for many years, I worked in the, the funeral business and for funeral homes. And that reassurance mm -hmm. that, you know, mom and daddy is in a better place has always been given as a sense of closure. But, you know, uh, we as the children of God really only have that hope because we know that if the person who passed on uh, was a child of God, they had put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, then we know that we will see them again if we too have put our faith in Jesus Christ. And so tonight we're going to uh, look at a couple of questions that are related to that very promise. Yeah, uh, and so go ahead, Brother Doug. What do we got tonight? Ethel submitted three questions to us, and I added one, by the way. Oh, no, we got three plus one. Uh, can people recognize each other in heaven? Okay. Uh, will we remember each other as husband, wife, mother, father, brother, sister, whatever, uh, when we get to heaven? And do we feel the same uh, special relationship in heaven for those folks uh, as we did on earth? And the third one was, do people remember the things they did on the earth once they get to heaven? But for the first question, uh, can people recognize uh, each other in heaven? Uh, I'd have to say uh, yes. Uh, in Luke 16, 19, uh, I believe that uh, this story, well, it probably is uh, the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Mm -hmm. As we've used it a couple weeks back. We did. It's probably the best, probably the best story that we have in the Bible. Uh, to give us a picture of what's going on after death. And uh, such is the case here. Uh, now, brother, I think it's scriptural uh, to say that both the rich man and Lazarus had some kind of spiritual body. And, you know, I would go as far and just say, brother, it's definitely scriptural that they had a body. I mean, just look at what we see in this account. And we, we see this about the rich man. We know that he could feel, because the Bible said that in hell... He lifted up his eyes being in torment. Uh, we know that he could see. Notice it just said he lifted up his eyes and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And then we knew that he could speak because he hollered out to Father Abraham and asked for Lazarus uh, to, to comfort him and to dip his finger in his tongue. And we also know that he could hear because Abraham responded to him. And, and talked with him. So they definitely had a spiritual body. Yeah, they actually had a conversation. That's right. Yeah. Um, in these verses, the fact that the, that the rich man saw Lazarus and recognized him as the one that used to sit outside his gate and, and beg crumbs from his table, uh, as well as those uh, would tell us that, that he had a that he had a good that he had good memory of of, the, of those he had contact with uh, before he died. Really, when he addressed Abraham, now it shows that he also knew who Abraham was, uh, and Abraham had been dead up to this point. Up to this point was what two thousand years probably at the time. And you know, 
if you look at this, his recognition was very clear and he knew exactly who they were. It wasn't, uh, is that Father Abraham? Is that you? Or is that you, Abraham? Or is that Lazarus there with you? No, he knew immediately Amen. that it was, it said he saw Abraham and Lazarus in his bosom. There was no question about it. It's a pretty good indication that uh, not only will we recognize our loved ones in heaven, but we will also recognize everyone that, that has ever lived, I expect. Um, Amen. That's only, I guess that's only because of that new glorified body. You know, really in the Old Testament, uh, when a person died, the biblical writers would say that he was gathered unto his people. Mm -hmm. um, many, many instances in the scriptures of that, or you see a lot of them in Genesis. Uh, and, and then in, you go to the New Testament in Matthew chapter 17 and verses 3 and 4 that on the Mount of Transfiguration uh, the, the disciples automatically knew who Moses and Elijah uh, was and even after they, they've been dead for thousands of years yep and you know uh, of course Moses being you know he had died before stepping into the promised land because that was part of his punishment the Lord said you wouldn't you get to see it but you can't go in it you yeah. know and the Lord took and buried Moses. And to this day, no one, not even old Satan, knows where God buried him, but God does. And so Elijah, man, he had, he had other than Enoch, you know, he had one of the most incredible ways of leaving this world. He stepped into a chariot of fire and was translated right to heaven. Wow. What a way to go. Mm. What a way to go. Yeah, we're going to, I don't know if we're going to step in a, far a chair or not, but we're going to go one day in the rapture. <laughs> and, uh, Amen. And, uh, you know, we're going to go in the first load. <laughs> That's right. Amen. Uh, in Philippians chapter uh, 3 and verse 2, uh, it says that the Lord will change our vile bodies mm. uh, that it might be fashioned unto Jesus's uh, glorious body. And that would be according to the working uh, whereby he is able to subdue all things to himself. So in plain words, uh, we're going to have a body just like Jesus's body. Man, I tell you what, I praise the Lord that we're going to have a perfect, glorified body. Amen. When I worked in the bakery, we had a fellow that would come in, and he was up in years, and he says, "You know, I know that one day we're going to have a glorified body, and I just keep asking the Lord. I hope it's a lot like when I was 18 years old, when wow. I, my body was in its prime." He said, "I'm going to be better than that." Amen. Yeah, I want a brother if I could just get a little bit of the knees right now. Yeah, let, me, let me have the knees a little bit early. There you go. Take out a loan on that glorified body. Amen. <laughs> and First uh, Corinthians chapter fifteen verses five through eight, we see that uh, in his glorified body, that he was seen by this is Jesus was seen by Cephas who was Peter, then of the twelve, and after that he was seen above above five hundred brethren at once. Mm. And after that, he was seen of James, then of all the disciples together, and last of all, he was seen of Paul. And brother, all of them knew who it was. Then nobody have they explained that this was Jesus at, in one eye of it. Everybody knew it was Jesus immediately as soon as they saw him. Um, in fact, uh, Jesus had to disguise himself or his appearance. Uh, to the two on the road to Emmaus or to keep them from recognizing him. First uh, hmm. John 3.2 says uh, that it does not appear what we shall be, 
But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is, and that is in his glorified body. Uh, if we see Christ uh, as he is and can recognize him in his glorified body, then it's pretty likely that we will be able to recognize each other when we get our glorified body as well. And isn't that just a, a blessed comfort, brother, knowing that, uh, say, for instance, my two grandfathers, my daddy's daddy and my mom's daddy, are both uh, going to be with the Lord. Then when we step into heaven, I'm going to be able to look across and see, hey, that's Grandpa Johnson. Hey, that's Grandpa Sheely. And, uh, oh, what a time that's going to be. You reckon we'll be able to, to uh, share our witness to them folks in Christ? Share with this go, go back about what we did in our well, life. Yeah, about, what, about <laughs> how we got saved and there you go. This, that, and the other. I, I, I imagine, you know, I like to talk to my grandmother. Grandma, when Grandma died, I was still a heathen. <laughs> still a very smarter one, but at least I got some shed blood of Christ <laughs> on that. Uh, but uh, I'd like, like to ask Grandma, you know, about, and she left me her Bible and, um, and she has got, that thing is full of notes. I don't know if I didn't use it here. I used it at Sunday school one time. Uh, and and I'd just like to share with her the testimony that, that I had. I, you know, I wish she was still living that she could have got herself in a good New Testament church mm. uh, while while she was alive. She would be so blessed uh, by the bunch we have in this place. You know. Amen. Uh, the second question we asked, brother, was, mm -hmm. was uh, if we will know each other in heaven according to our relationship on the earth. Will we know each other as mother, father, or sister, brother? Right. That's a good question. Very good. Um, I, I'd have to, you know, I'd have to say, yeah. Uh, and the second part of that question was was this: Will we have that special bond? You know, uh, in Second Samuel twelve twenty three, we see where uh, David uh, declared concerning his dead son that I will go to him, but he will not be able to turn to me. Uh, David automatically assumed that he would be able. Uh, to recognize his son uh, in heaven, even though this child died perhaps a few days old, uh, you know. You know, Paul even said in, in the book of 1 Corinthians, I'm going to go ahead and turn on over there, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, which we know is a love chapter, but he, he shares at the very end of that, at the end of that chapter, he says, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face, uh, now I know in part, but then shall I know even also as I am known. He said, I'm going to be known as I am known. Yeah, amen. Whenever I'm there. That's pretty good scripture to, to sum that whole thing up, isn't it? Amen. Uh, so the answer seems to be yes. Uh, we will recognize our earthly relationships such, uh, as such in heaven. Uh, but do we still have that special bond? Uh, I... I can once again draw from the rich man's experience in the place of torment. Uh, you go to uh, Luke 16, 27 and 28. Uh, that's chapter 26, or chapter 16, verse 27, 28. He was still concerned for his five earthly brethren. And he asked Abraham uh, to send someone to warn them. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he doesn't seem to be too concerned about his other acquaintances, uh, but he was concerned about his brethren. Uh, and then you got Jesus himself has a special relationship with the church uh, who he calls his bride. And the relationship with the bride is a special relationship. It, it's uh, it's, it's, a, it's a, a, a relationship that's different from a friend 
uh, in this case, in his case, be friends of the bridegroom, or in or of the family of God. Uh, and this relationship Jesus has with his church will be a relationship that lasts throughout eternity. And you know, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 on through 32, uh, share some really interesting uh, insight. You know, Jesus Christ loved us enough that he died for us. He, he gave his life for the church. And whenever we see here that it talks about uh, a man leaving his father and mother and joined to his wife and they two shall be one flesh, most people are probably thinking, well, he's talking about the institute of marriage, uh, just as God had set it up. And while that's true, he says, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Amen. So, yes, isn't it a beautiful thought? Whenever, whenever you think about our relationship with Christ uh, as, as a part of the, the bride, whenever you take a look at that relationship and you think about the fact that God is the one who instituted marriage, the very concept, which, by the way, marriage is between one man and one woman. Right. Uh, as the old, old adage goes, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. That's right. And so, uh, no offense to anybody by the name of Steve, by the way. Uh, but, but, or Adam. Right, or Adam. But we see here that he instituted marriage, and this is the very relationship that he talks about, it, that Christ is going to be the groom, and the church is going to be the bride, and what a special relationship that's going to be throughout all eternity. Oh, amen. Amen. Now let me uh, address uh, a question that that is if we don't if we don't if it's not in our mind right now it's going to be before we get done so I just go ahead and address it right now. Uh, we know that in in heaven it says be no more crying or pain or sorrow, uh, but brother, when you get to heaven and uh, that loved one of yours, that mother or your daddy or or your husband or your wife or you know any of your relationships you was close to on, on the earth. Suppose you get there and they're not there. How can there, how can that be uh, when this says that uh, there wouldn't be any sorrow or any uh, tears in heaven? Mm. Now, you know, I don't know if I have answered that question that you can actually take the bank. But uh, let me tell you what I think. A little bit of dogology. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once, once we're in heaven, uh, without... Uh, our earthly flesh we will be able to understand things just like God understands them uh, by the way just as it's kind of a sideline here brother you know th it, it, we, we spend we spend countless amounts of money we <laughs> to and, and and time and energy to, to, to preserve this flesh this flesh is actually a hindrance to the child of God because, you know, we don't have this. This flesh is the only, only reason we can't do what Jesus did. The only reason we can't walk through walls and, and the only reason we can't uh, transcend time and space is because this flesh holds us down here. Once that's all gone, we'll be able to do that. So, you know, and, but, you know, we always, you know, I, uh, everybody says, uh, well, uh, everybody wants to go to heaven, but they don't nobody want to go down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a popular song. Yeah. Uh, We'll have a when we get in our, our new our new glorified body, we'll have a, a whole new perspective uh, about things because we no longer have this flesh and blood like we had on earth, uh, and, and which would be a hindrance to us to understand all the things God has for us 
uh, there. And, you know, the Bible says, I have not seen, you know, years not heard, tongues not confessed the things God has for us. Neither is there in the heart of man. Heart of man, that's right. First uh, Corinthians fifteen forty nine tells us that as we born the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image uh, of the heavenly. Made in his likeness. Yeah, in plain words, we'll be just like Jesus. First uh, John three two. So, uh, with this new body we have, we'll be able to also have the ability to understand things just like he does. You know, and there's there can be no doubt, brother, that Jesus doesn't love this old world yet. Not everyone's going to be heaven. That's know? right. Uh, but that has to take nothing away from his love. You know? And it doesn't change the fact that it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's right. As it says in the scripture. Uh, you know, among those things that we'll understand, we'll have a better understanding of is, is both heaven and hell. And uh, as well as uh, the lost and the saved. Uh, and our own inheritance, which God you know, says we'll share, in, we share inheritance with the, with the Lord himself. Uh, and so that inheritance is waiting for us when we die. Uh, so and I, I'm kind of in mind that our focus will be on the Lord and our new relationship with Him, and not on the relationships, not as, you know, not as much as on the relationships as we uh, once had on the earth. Uh, Bible says all things become new; uh, old things have passed away. Yeah, the uh... Whenever, whenever you think about this, we have a, a third question in the, in the wings that we've got right here uh, that's going to be coming up. <clears throat> and whenever you, uh, whenever you think about it here, and the question of that we've already answered, will we recognize people? Will we be known as we are known? But, you know, what, what about the things that happened while we are here on the earth? You know, that, that's our third question is, will we remember the things that went on here? Brother, I, there's some things I wish I couldn't remember, even <laughs> while I am here. Amen. <clears throat> it, it's obvious from the rich man of Lazarus that, uh, that the rich man remembered. Yes, he did. Uh, he remembered his father's house, and he had, he had five brethren. Uh, you can find that in Luke 16, 27. Well, and Abraham looked at him and said, remember that thou was comforted. Very good point. You know, and he tells him, remember. And he did. He said, you were comforted in your time. And Lazarus was not. Well, now he's comforted and you are not. Uh, amen. You know, Revelation chapter 6, uh, verses 9 through 11. It says, uh, we see where those, we see where those uh, were beheaded. Now, we know that in the middle of the tribulation period, um, we could, it's called the Great Tribulation. You taught them that on Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. And uh, some folks will be saved during the tribulation period, but they'll be beheaded for their witness. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that the souls of those who were beheaded for the witness uh, will be under the altar. Uh, brother, then just another side note, this don't cost you nothing. Uh, is, you know, you got... Thank you, man. You, you, when, when the tribulation comes, brother, uh, you're either going to either have already accepted Christ and be gone in the first round and go in the first round or you're going to lose your head because you want to go in the second round. Mm. Uh, and there's no in-between. That's right. Uh, you so, uh, and whenever you see here, you know, you meant, you mentioned that they remember the suffering at the hands of the antichrist. And in fact, they, they're, they're asking the Lord. It said, they ask him how long will Lord holy and true, uh, 
Dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell upon the earth? They're, they're saying, hey, how much longer do we have to wait? Yeah, it shows that they, they remembered all those That's right. things, all them bad things they remembered, you know, that happened to them. And so, uh, I believe it was uh, Revelation 15 and three, 3, right? Yeah, so we, we see, here we see that uh, those who have gotten victory over the beast will sing the song of Moses. Uh, which is about God's marvelous works on the earth in, in times past. Uh, this shows that they must have uh, a memory of those works. And brother, something else that, that I, I'm going to kind of bring out if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, when, when the church is raptured out, mm -hmm. now all the saved go, with the, the church and all the saved go, uh, at the rapture, uh, there will be no more Nobody else will be added to the church after that. And that's why you see in the scriptures that after that event, uh, it's not, it never talks about uh, New Testament stuff. It talks about Old Testament. And that's the case in this, uh, this verse here. It talks about the song of Moses, Old Testament. Uh, and so, you know, they, they have these memories of, of those bad works. Yeah, you know, they're not the only ones that are going to be rejoicing uh, either because there are those... Uh, who was it that was rejoicing over the city of Babylon? That was the uh, holy uh, holy apostles and prophets. That's right. Uh, says, uh, and you know something else I found interesting about that is the, the Bible calls them holy apostles and prophets, which means they still maintain their office, uh, if you would, even uh, even in the uh, even in heaven. Uh, but they rejoiced over the destruction of the great city Babylon. Uh, which we'll see all you, some of those want to read, you find that in chapter 18 of Revelation. And, and all these verses indicate that we do have a memory of things that happen uh, on the earth. Well, let me, uh, let me take you over to the book of Isaiah. I, I, I got one for you. All right? All right. So we just talked about all that. Isaiah 65 <clears throat> says this, though. In 16 and 17, it says, that he who blesseth himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. And he that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the God of truth. Because the former troubles are forgotten, and because they are hid from mine eyes. For behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered, nor come into mind. Well, does, brother, does that mean it says that we're going to have uh, a new heaven and a new earth? Does that mean, brother, that we're going to, that, that God's going to create a new heaven? Hey, I'll tell you what. It says, well, what do we say here? The Bible says what it says, and it doesn't say what it doesn't say. And it says right there that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. So it's going to be one different from this one. Yes. All right. Uh, the new heaven appears to me to be the new Jerusalem. Uh, I think I got some pretty good scriptures for that. Uh, Jesus told his disciples, uh, and you hear this at a lot of funerals, uh, behold, I go and prepare a place for you. You know that where you where I'll be, you'll be also. Uh, it's a and he talks about it. He's going to prepare prepare a place for them, indicating that it's a place other than the present place, which would be in heaven. Uh, so, if you turn there, if you turn over to a sixty-five and eighteen and nineteen, uh, it says here, let's see here. But be you glad and rejoice. Forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. Well, we all know there's a Jerusalem now, but he's going to create 
he's going to create a Jerusalem, so he's going to create another one, and we call that the New Jerusalem. Uh, I think it was uh, Abraham says, I, or somewhere says, and I think it's in Hebrew, says, behold, I go, uh, that Abraham looked for a, uh, another city, a new city, and that would be the New Jerusalem. Uh, and it says, uh, and I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people, and the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice of crying. Uh, you know, I think that kind of goes along with what Revelation says in chapter 21, uh, when it says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Amen. Brother, you know, we, we discussed earlier that, <clears throat> that we're looking at two different events here. Because there in verse 20, and I didn't get it, didn't go that far, but I probably should have. It says, there shall be no more offense an infant of days, nor an old man that hath not filled his days. For the child shall die a hundred years. So during this, this millennial reign, there still will be death. So what you just read there, there is no death. So we're talking about two different times, mm -hmm. two different times in the timing. Uh, so it at least appears to me that in the first heaven, uh, there will be the memory of things on the earth. And probably uh, we, are, we will remember those things uh, that we can give God glory because we remember the things that God delivered us from. Uh, and also, we'll, and I don't think we'll ever forget the sacrifice uh, or the cost of our salvation. Uh, and God gets glory from that. Really? And, and we'll remember these things not in sorrow, brother, but we'll remember them uh, in thanksgiving to God for what he's done for us by sending his son uh, to die for us. But after millennial reign, uh, when we have a new heaven and a new earth, uh, we may not remember at least some of those things. All right, and you know, now I realize, and I'm sure even from just what we've been doing here, there's a lot of questions that have arised, and and people are already like, man, you wait until that post drops today or tomorrow, and uh, man, we're going to blow you up with questions from, from this study right here, <clears throat> which we've already got one for next week. We'll give you a, a slight preview at the end here of what we're going to be talking about. And so, uh, but there's a lot of questions, and... Whenever you're talking about end times, whenever you're talking about the millennial reign, whenever you're talking about life after, what, what's going to happen, there's a lot of those that we simply have to leave unanswered. And that's only because the Bible only gives us so much, and we kind of have to go off with what we got. Amen. You know, that's why you'll see we're in Isaiah, we're in Daniel, and in Revelation when we're talking about end times, because they all deal with it. And we'll, we'll be in Ezekiel. And I mean, just all these different pieces of the puzzle that you have to put together with what God has blessed us with in his word. And there are just some things we're never meant to know. Uh, for instance, Paul speaks of a man who went to the third heaven. And when he returned and was asked, what did he see? He said, it's not lawful for me to say. Amen. When, when the, the thundering and the lightnings from the throne of God in the book of Revelation, people say, well, what did they say, John? Remember what God said? He says, write not. Don't write. If God wanted us to know, he'd have put it right here. Amen. That's right. He'd have put it right here. You know, brother, we got the, 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 the uh, prophet Isaiah wrote Isaiah. It was a prophetic book. 
and the prophet Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel Daniel, Daniel, uh, Jeremiah, they were all, and even Revelation, who John knew, uh, they were all, they were all uh, uh, prophetic works. Uh, brother, they ain't a, they ain't a, a, a book of Kyle Sheely. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Or, 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 book, or book of Doug Bowers in there. Uh, you know, you know, you know, neither one of us uh, or are a prophet, nor are we sons of a prophet. No. Uh, we do not have the gift of prophecy. Uh, so to sum up what was just laid out, uh, it kind of goes like this. Uh, there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Yeah. Uh, and also the first heaven and the first earth that is now part of our lives will pass away. Uh, in fact, uh, I believe this is what Peter was talking about in 2 Peter 3.10, where it says that the heavens shall pass away with uh, with great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Uh, the earth also, and the works that are therein, uh, shall be burned up. Mm -hmm. uh, God is now in heaven, but he's going to move uh, into the New Jerusalem. He's going to move his throne into his throne will be moved into the New Jerusalem. Uh, in Revelation 21, 10, it says that uh, the New Jerusalem comes down out of heaven from God to the new earth where the nations shall walk uh, in its light. And by the way, brother, Jesus is that light. That's right. In there. Uh, there is no darkness. No. And the Bible says in Revelation 22, 3, that, that God's throne uh, and the Lamb shall be in it. Uh, once the new Jerusalem comes down uh, to the earth with God's throne and with Jesus, the Lamb of God in it, then shall God wipe away all the tears and there shall be no more death, sorrow, crying, or pain for the former things are passed away. And the former things here, I believe, will be the first uh, heaven and the first earth with all their works. Uh, just a side note, uh, brother, is, is here is, uh, you know, when Daniel prophesied of the end time, uh, the angel told him to shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. And, you know, it's kind of interesting uh, whenever you say that, because, you know, John uh, was told not to seal it up, but to prophesy it. And if you notice what took place in the first couple of chapters there in John, he describes the throne, right? And yep. he described a sealed scroll. You reckon have and, the same sealed scroll that Daniel was not supposed to? I'm telling you. Uh, uh, you look at it, and it, nobody prevailed to open it but the Lamb of God. Amen. The Lamb of God, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, hath prevailed to open the seals thereof. Victory. Whew. I get glory bumps Amen. thinking about it. <laughs> we think John thought when he, when he saw all this going, oh, his wonder just didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, when he saw the Lord, it said he fell and was like a dead man. Well, yeah, they know. They <laughs> fell made, on his they, face. They just killed him, got rose back up again. Yeah. Uh, so, Amen. So John was told in uh, 22 and 10, you know, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Now, here's the key. Here's something we all, all want to be thinking of right now. He says, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. For the time is at hand. Yep. And that was 2,000 years ago, folks. Uh, so let's let's kind of recap things in, in kind of dismissing this thing. Uh, so the question to question one, uh, can people recognize each other in heaven? Uh, is, is yes. Uh, and the answer to question two, will we remember our earthly relationships 
uh, that we had on the earth in heaven? And I think the answer is yes to that as well. Uh, will we feel the same special relationship with our father and mother and husband and wife? I, I think yes, up to a point. To a point. Uh, but then much sweeter relationship oh, beyond yeah. that. Yeah, we have a, and we have a much sweeter relationship well, with our families. With our families, we'll have a much sweeter relationship with Christ. Uh, and man, that's be far better, uh, uh, why better than any relationship we've ever had on this earth, including with our earthly family, by the way. Uh, and the other question, do people remember the things they've done on the earth? Well, the answer is yes, but. To a point. <laughs> yes, to a point. At least to the end of the millennial reign, where our Bible stops, except to say it will be the utopia man has looked for uh, uh, ever since the beginning of time. Uh, brother, you got a closing thought on that? You know, whatever you think about this entire thing, about what we see our loved ones, the key factor in all of this, brother, is Jesus Christ. Amen. And what it is, is one of the hardest parts about preaching a service is not knowing where the person went. But man, what a peace to know whenever somebody says, Mom, Lord, Daddy, trust Jesus Christ as their Savior. Amen. There's almost a joy in, in that preaching. Yeah. Even though there's a sorrow and a grief that they're no longer with us, there's a joy in knowing that if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that we'll see them again. It'd be a lot easier to preach their funerals. That's well, right. Well, you know yourself, you preached a bunch of them too. Uh, when, you know, when you know that the folk, the, the guy that died, is, or the gal that died, the person that died, uh, has not accepted Christ, uh, it's hard to comfort. Yep. You know, when they say, you know, well, he's better off now, bro, that depends on what you've done with Jesus Christ. Right. Uh, and so one of the things, you know, and it's the main purpose. We 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 meet here and we have we have Wednesday night service, we have Sunday morning service, we have Sunday night service, and we have pro programs throughout the year. Yeah, and right. now we have the Liberty Roundtable, but the premise behind all of it is this, is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and to tell you that he loves you and he died for you. And the only way that you can say for sure that you'll see your loved one who knew Jesus Christ again is if you know him as your Lord and Savior. So know this, if you ever hear that this preacher here has gone home to be with the Lord, know that the only way you're going to see me is if you trust in the same Lord and Savior who I trusted in and who has been the one that everybody has trusted in since his death on the cross. There's nobody in heaven that didn't trust in Jesus. That's right. Whether it was the Old Testament looking for his looking coming, for or the New Testament after he had come, believing in what he did. Yep. Amen. So tonight, I got a song for you. And it's called this, Are You Afraid to Die?
say they are, people might say they're not afraid to die. Uh, but folks, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you ought to be. That's right. Be. Because what you do with Jesus has eternal consequences. Next week, brother. <laughs> yep, next week, next, next week. We said we'd give you a quick preview, and then we're going to, uh, I'm going to let you dismiss us in a word of prayer. We're going to be answering a question brought to us uh, by Brother Sean. Blessed Brother Sean. Yeah, yeah, because this is how this worked out, okay? Brother Doug asked me which one I wanted to tackle uh, on, on the questions, and he, he grabbed the one for tonight. But I'm going to do my best from the Bible to share with you dinosaurs. Brother John asked us to explain dinosaurs via the Bible. So we're going to do our very best, brother. And I hope you all tune in next week. And at uh, this time, though, we're going to dismiss some word of prayer and continue to look. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say tomorrow. Tomorrow, go ahead and look for a post uh, for prayer requests and topic suggestions in our members-only page. All right? Amen. Go ahead, brother. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for Jesus that came and died on the cross, took our place, Father, redeemed us from the uh, from the law and from the bowels of hell. Father, we just ask now that uh, you be with the folks that listen tonight. Father, be one of them there that's not saved, that tonight be the night uh, that they uh, give their heart to the Lord. Father, we just pray now that you be with the services uh, later on this evening. Uh, Father, that you be with us and God direct us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Some, some good music there tonight.